Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. This is uh, week eight, uh, normally the halfway point of the season. Uh, now, with the 17-game schedule, you have to get through halfway of week nine against the Dallas Cowboys next week for the Broncos to be halfway through the regular season. And, uh, boy, this season has definitely turned since uh, since we were talking in September and late September. The Broncos 3-0 and then. Teddy Bridgewater was uh, completing over 75% of his passes. He looked like the difference maker. The Denver defense was coming off a shutout against the New York Jets. And now look, <clears throat> four straight losses. Teddy's still completing over 70% of his passes, by the way. Uh, you know, just when you lose four in a row, the feeling is he's not good enough. <clears throat> I, I still think he's playing pretty well. 12 touchdowns, five interceptions. 99.5 passer rating, which puts him 13th overall in the league, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks. But uh, the defense, the defense is putting the offense in a hole, and this offense, I think because of its ball control nature, without that uh, top speed guy, without Judy the last five weeks, without Hamler the last three weeks, the Broncos uh, just have to, to, to kind of ball control it, uh, matriculate their way down the field. They can't do what the Browns do did to the uh, Denver defense on the opening drive last uh, last week, last Thursday. Only a primetime game for the Broncos, three and three against the three and three Browns. Uh, you might remember the drive that Elway put together to cap the 1986 AFC season. Well, Denver was defenseless. I have to work on the nickname there. Denver was defenseless on that opening drive against the Browns in Cleveland this time some 35 years later. The Browns five plays, uh, 75 yards, zip, 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 and a touchdown. This year in opening drives for the Denver defense, this is horrendous. They've never had a three and out on the first series. Even the Jets got a first down. They've given up 16 first downs on the first drive in seven games. So over two first downs per series. They've uh, average allowed 54.4 yards per opening drive. That's, that's horrific. And they've given up touchdowns in four of their last six games on the opening drive. So uh, the Denver B, I think, has been the, the biggest disappointment. The, and, and the offense plays pretty well in the second half when it's too late, but uh, they have to get it going. They have to, uh, everyone wants to see Javante Williams get the ball more. The rookie from North Carolina, the second round pick, number 35 overall. And uh, he is the subject of our Clissa's mic drop today. He's the guy we interviewed. And uh, we think you're going to enjoy the interview with uh, Javante Williams. Not the most lo loquacious uh, running back or, or player that you've ever heard, but... Uh, he did offer some insight and a little more valuable uh, in when he was talking to me in Nine News uh, than he has been in the past. So I think you'll enjoy the conversation with Javante Williams. So we touched on a lot of things. Earl Campbell, um, Peyton Manning. It's Peyton Manning weekend. He goes into the Ring of Fame. Um, it is, uh, and, J and Javante had something to say about uh, both of those two. Hall of Famers. Also sh uh, sharing time with Melvin Gordon, the relationship they have there, and how this team has got to get it going through this four-game losing streak. Um, everyone wants to know, are they firing the coach? 
Um, if they lose to Washington, boy, I, I, I think uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough decision for Joe Ellis um, and John Elway. Um, but it's, I, I think it'll depend on how the game goes. If they're inspired, they get a bad break. Um, you know, uh, you don't know. But if they win, I don't. I do not think any changes will happen. The trade deadline is 48 hours after the game. Uh, actually, a little less than that. It'd be 45 hours after the game against Washington. If they lose, I think uh, you know some guys like uh, I think George Payton. I wouldn't be surprised if Vaughn Miller is some feelers out there. Have to see if Vaughn plays first of all. Sure looked like Vaughn was going to play at first uh, as this week went on. It looks uh, a little more questionable. I still think he's going to try to give it a go. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play against Washington. Um, I think the coaches know that their jobs are on the line here. They, they have to win this game to go forward against the uh, Cowboys the following week. Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out. George Payton made a couple of nice moves since we talked last. Uh, they, they were horrendous at inside linebacker against the Browns. They picked up Kenny Young, a starter for a 6-1 team. The second leading tackler on a 6-1 Los Angeles Rams team. And the Broncos gave up nothing. A six-round draft pick in the 2024 draft. And they get a seventh-rounder back. I mean, that, that, is, that is about as low a compensation as you can get. Um, uh, even lower than that was the Broncos getting Stephen Weatherly from the Minnesota um, from the Minnesota Vikings in exchange of seventh round draft picks. 2022, the Broncos send to the uh, Vikings, and 2023 they get it back from the Vikings. So uh, that should help those two guys. Plus, you get Jerry Judy back. Plus, you get Albert O back. It looks like so it's looking good for the Broncos this week. Getting healthy, better players. Uh, Vic Fangio and his coaching staff have to beat Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. See if they can do it. Until then, let's, uh, let's listen to uh, one of the most exciting players, win, lose, draw, make the playoffs, don't make the playoffs, losing record, winning record. I think so far the most exciting player uh, for the Broncos this year, rookie player anyway, Javante Williams. We had a sit-down uh, interview with him. And let's listen to that interview, and then on the other side, we'll come back and uh, analyze the Broncos game coming, coming, uh, coming up against the Washington football team on Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. But in the meantime, here we go, our uh, talk with Javante Williams. Javante, welcome. Have you ever heard of Earl Campbell? I have. You have. Tell me what you've heard of him. He was a running back, right? Yeah. A real good one um, back in the day. Uh, that's, that's really all I know. He was just an old school running back. The reason why I ask, you're the closest thing I've seen to him. <laughs> I, I, I watched him because, uh, you know, George Payton used the term contact balance, which you have. I've never seen anybody break more tackles with the thighs than you have since Earl Campbell. How what, How do you do that? I don't know, I feel like uh, most of the time the defenders don't really wrap me up. They just try to like, 
like hit me and just hope that I like fall down or something. So I feel like I just be bouncing off. How do you feel? I feel good. I'm, um, I'm healthy. Um, I can't complain. Okay, you don't feel, do you feel sore after a game when you take, I know you're not uh, running the ball as you're splitting with Melvin, you're not running the ball 30 times like Earl did. So that might make a difference, but thighs and legs and body, all that feeling pretty good? Yeah, I don't really be, um, that's like, that's surprising to me because like in college I was real sore like after the games, but nowadays like I don't really be sore. I think it's more like the, pra the way we practice too. I think that got something to do with it. How would you say your rookie season's gone so far? Um, it's, it's going as planned. Um, I'm doing some good things. I got a lot of stuff to improve on, but um, I'm just doing whatever the coaches ask me to do and just trying to help the team win. Rookie running backs almost never, ever know how to pass protect. One reason why they play is they trust you in that. Where, where'd you learn how to do that so quickly? Um, honestly, I think it came from me playing linebacker uh, when I was in high school um, and early on, just like getting used to the contact. I feel like a lot of people shy away from contact on um, pass protecting, but for me, um, it's just something that's like, it just comes naturally. How about your relationship with uh, Melvin, sharing the ball? It's been about 55-45. He gets the 55, you get the, the 45. How has that relationship been, really, for both of you? Um, I feel like it's, it's helping both of us out, because like you said, we don't be too sore at the games. Uh, we can just, we can stay fresh and um, healthy, stuff like that. and. Um, just learning from each other. Like Mel, he he been in the league for a long time, so I'm just picking his brain. Uh, he went to the Pro Bowl, so obviously he's good. And um, just little things that he teaching me, I'm just taking it in and putting it into my game and trying to get better. You've become a fan favorite, and a lot of fans want to see you get the ball more. What do you tell them when you hear that when you're out? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just I'm just doing whatever the coaches say. Uh, whatever, whenever they give me the ball, just try to make something happen. And um, however they feel we can win, I'm gonna just just do what I gotta do. What's happened to you guys? You know, after that three and zero start, you know, you're in a you're in a rough stretch here. What's what? What do you think has been? Honestly, I think we got away from like the basics and fundamentals. I feel like when we won those three games, um, we kind of like just started chilling. Um, obviously, we we had people get hurt along the way, but we can't use that as as an excuse. I feel like we just got to go back to the small things, catching the ball, uh, not getting penalties, things like that. I feel like we really be beating ourselves, and it's not really too much about the other team. About this game against Washington, uh, because you're in this funk, heightened urgency for the team. Definitely. And, and what what have you noticed as far as the mood in the locker room, the talk among the teammates? Yeah, um, I, I feel I, I can definitely sense it being like a lot more serious. Um, we was winning, it was like a lot of laughing, joking, a loud music playing in the locker room, things like that. But now it's like a lot more. Everybody just making sure you're on time for meetings. Um, not as much joking, playing around, things like that. Like everybody know, like it's crunch time. Like we gotta get back to winning. You must be excited to have Jerry Judy and Albert O back this week. I mean, that should help in the passing game. The passing game, as we saw from Cleveland last week, the passing game opens up the running game. True. You you looking forward to this week with those two guys in particular coming back? Definitely. Um, Albert's a great player, like you said. Um, he can also block in the run game. And Judy, that was like. When I was in college, one of my favorite players to watch. So um, having him come back and just the way he be practicing, how he be winning on routes and just running his routes, things like that, I can tell like when he come back, it's gonna be a spark for the team, and we should get it back rolling. Uh, first time uh, away from home, or well, away from college, and uh, you're in a new city. You had a little money from your from your signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? What have you done with it as far as as you get started with life? 
you know, bank, nice bank account, nice car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I got a car. Um, other than that, I ain't really, I ain't really been spending too much because it's really just been football ever since we've been here. Um, the rookies got here in May, so I've been here ever since May. So yeah, yeah, it really just been football since now. Like maybe in the off season I do something, but right now I just been locked in. Not much of a social life. You guys, they don't give you much time. For <laughs> yeah. uh, what um, Peyton Manning's going in the Ring of Fame? You've heard of him too, I bet. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you remember of him, just as a kid growing up watching him play quarterback. Yeah, um, I remember him with the Colts. Um, I remember when he came here also, and then uh, when he had got hurt, I remember that too. Like. Yeah, take some time off of his neck, right? It was a neck injury. Yeah. Yeah, and then he bounced back and they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely somebody I look up to. Now, in this pass protection we were talking about, Chase Young, you're going to be able to step in front of him, take care of him? Um, hopefully the old line <laughs> take care of him, but I might help him out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, what, tell us about the Washington defense then. They were second in the league last year. They're 32nd this year. Yeah. So something isn't going right for them this year. They got a whole lot of talent. Um, they they front four all first round picks. Um, well, well, um, yeah. They the two on the outside was number one overall picks, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, they definitely got a lot of talent. Um, I played with a linebacker, uh, 55, Cole Holcomb, at North Carolina. So I know him pretty good. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be a tough matchup for us, but I feel like we should be pretty good as long as we do what we got to do. All right, Javante, thank you. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yes, all sir. Thank you, Javante Williams, and uh, I think what I get from everyone out there is that uh, Broncos country wants to see Javante Williams uh, run the ball more, and I think uh, definitely going forward, they've been splitting time with Melvin Gordon. You know, maybe if this season really goes south on the Broncos, and remember, they're as bad as it seems right now, they're, they're still three and four. They still have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, before the season, had you said through week seven, the Broncos would have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs, and you didn't know what the record was, but you could either take it or you don't take it, I think you would take it. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Got to beat Washington. Got to beat Washington football team this Sunday at Empower Field. If they do, they're four and four. And, uh, you know, they still have the Eagles coming up after the Dallas road game. So five and five at the bye. And uh, then you got to take care of business uh, in your division. A lot of division games coming up after that, five of them. Five of their final seven games will be against AFC West foes. And, you know, you got to win. You got to you gotta win uh, of those five. Uh, you got to win two of them at least. So um, see if the Broncos can do that. See if they can beat the Chiefs for the first time in five and a half years. But Washington, you know, I've always liked the way Ron Rivera uh, coached teams. They always seem to play hard for him. Even when they, you know, when things were bad in Carolina, it seemed like they finished strong. Um, Washington last year started bad. Alex Smith, uh, they gave him the ball and uh, they came on. So Washington, Ron Rivera teams tend to finish strong. Broncos have to hope that uh, they don't get it all coordinated this week. Another week with Taylor Henke. What has surprised me about Washington, and I, and I, I kind of liked them coming into the season, because they were number two in defense last year, number two in, in total yards, not points. 
but number two in defense this year they're number 32 and uh how did that happen um you know i hear they're they're bad on third down but that's just uh I don't know. That's that's one of the symptoms to a, a bigger illness, uh, and I don't think it's uh, just losing Ronald Darby either. They've got uh, first-round picks all across that defense defensive front. Chase Young hasn't been very productive this year, um, so uh, you know. But it's one of those teams that's so talented they could break out at any time. So Denver will have to play its best game in a month to win this game. They can't play. The B game, they certainly can't play like they did so uninspiredly uh, against the Steelers. Um, they were so they were flatlined against the Browns, terrible against the Raiders. I mean, they need to find inspiration, and that's where Fangio, who I think is a good, good football coach, and I think um, he does a lot of good things in preparing this team and getting their mental toughness as a head coach. But I haven't seen this team inspired. They have not played with inspiration. They have not matched the intensity of their opponents in the last two or three weeks. That has to change. They have to come out with intensity and emotion against Washington, and they have, you know, and that has to, in turn, uh, heighten the focus, heighten the execution um, for them to win this game. See if they can. I have been advocating. They worked a lot on first and second down. I believe uh, Teddy is going to want them to open up a little bit more on first and second down with Jerry Judy and Albert O throwing the ball. And, uh, and, and you know, like Cleveland last week, look, look at that first drive. A bootleg pass for seven, a screen pass for 34. Those are short, easy passes, and it was for 41 yards. And the next thing you know, they, they hand off straight up the gut, and it goes for 20. That's how you get the running game started, through the pass. It's in, in today's NFL, the pass sets up the run. The run does not set up the pass. And uh, the Broncos uh, in the last couple of weeks have tried too hard to get the running game going early. And uh, it's uh, run the ball, second and long, run the ball, third and long. And then uh, Teddy completes for five yards and you punt on fourth and four. That's been the Broncos, fourth and one. Fant didn't pick up the first down. So. Um, it's about how the Broncos play, not about their opponent. Um, I think with Judy and Alberto, they got a real chance here. With Kenny Young added, if he knows what he's doing playbook-wise, and Stephen Weatherly, if he knows what he's doing, uh, they can do a better job stopping the run. Uh, Henneke's dangerous. He's a, he's, I tell you, he's a much better quarterback than I thought he would be to this point. Uh, McLaren's a really good receiver. Uh, those are the guys to watch for, McLaren and Henneke. Um, but I think the Broncos can somehow, someway pull out a win here. Peyton Manning is going into the ring of fame. It's going to be great. Um, looking forward to that and talking to Peyton. He's, boy, he's, he's had so many bows and he's been so out there. Um, he's everywhere since he retired and he'll be at Mile High with his kids and wife on uh, Sunday. Uh, but but Peyton's one of those guys, you never get enough of him. He moves the needle every single time. Uh, a, a, a rare a rare celebrity, and uh, it's that folksy humor that he has that everyone loves. So uh, Peyton on Sunday, don't want to get embarrassed on Peyton Manning Day, like they did on Mike Shanahan Day. You know, uh, 
Shanahan uh, now has a four-game losing streak going back to 2008. He finished with three straight losses before he was fired in 2008. In Peyton's case, uh, he's writing a, he's writing a uh, let's see, to a, a four-game winning streak. So he can make it five in a row uh, if the Broncos win on this one. If you remember, he came off the bench in the season finale of 2015 and rescued the Broncos to victory in the season finale. That gave him the number one seed, then beat Pittsburgh and New England in the AFC playoffs, and then won the Super Bowl uh, thanks to Von Miller in uh, Super Bowl 50 against Carolina. So he finished with four straight wins with the Broncos and uh, uh, see if the streak continues here against Washington. It has to. If it's not, I, I, I do think there might be coaching changes. I do think there might be maybe not a fire sale at the trading deadline Tuesday, but uh, some pieces will be moved. you got to start looking at next year if they lose this game. If they win, you're still in contention. Uh, you're keeping the coaching staff. It's, uh, uh, you're keeping your star players and you're making a run uh, for the second half of the season. So that's how big this game is. It's the ultimate buy-sell game. You're a buyer or seller, um, depending on whether you win or lose against the Washington football team. So thanks for listening on Kliss's Mic Drop. Thanks for uh, to Javante Williams for joining us and being our guest as uh, the Week 8 edition of the regular season. Kliss's Mic Drop. Uh, we wrap it up and We'll do this again uh, next week as the Broncos get ready to play those Dallas Cowboys. Boy, Dak Prescott, uh, do they have it going for the Cowboys. And by the way, Prescott went in the fourth round and uh, I believe it was the same draft that uh, Paxton Lynch, yes, Paxton Lynch went in the first round. And the Broncos like Dak, but the guy overslept and missed his flight to Denver for the visit. What are you supposed to do if you're the Broncos? Uh, you, you know, you're going to trust this guy with the first-round pick? I mean, that's a big red flag. Wish he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Don't think the team would be in this position. Anyway, um, Teddy gets Jerry Judy back. He gets Albert O, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. All the position players are back. The offensive line is healthy. Got to win this game. We'll, we'll see you Sunday on, on uh, 9 News on uh, in the, the morning on uh, Broncos Game Day Live and then on Broncos Tonight at 10.30 on Channel 9. So see you then. And then uh, you can also follow my uh, uh, writings and reporting on 9news.com and on Twitter at Mike Kliss. So thank you very much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you again next week on Kliss's Mic Drop.